You're listening to The Hoof of the Horse, a podcast dedicated to farriery and equine science with Dr. Simon Curtis. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Hoof Care Essentials Foundation and their partners, Castle Plastics. I'm sitting in here in the beautiful island state of Malta, which it lies south of Sicily and north of the African coastline. So in a beautiful part of the Mediterranean, Malta is surrounded by the bluest of seas and it also has the mildest climate of the whole, in the whole of Europe. I've been lucky enough to meet up with Martin Darmanin and he shoes here in Malta and I've met him before and he's going to tell me something about his life as a farrier here on the island. So, Martin, can you just tell us something about Malta? Well, um, as you said, um, Malta's in the middle of the Mediterranean. We have been uh, ruled under uh, the St. John's Knights of Malta, and then for almost 100 years uh, we were under the British rule. Uh, we got our independence in uh, 1964, 21st uh, September, and uh, ever since we have been a democratic country. Um, we, we are part of the EU as well. We have our own language, which is Maltese, and uh, we speak also English, which is our second second language. Uh, the population is... Um, 480,000 people. Um, it's a little bit uh, overpopulated, dense, but uh, we'll get along quite quite and, well. And just tell me, how big is the main island of Malta? Well, it's uh, for British miles, it's just 17 by 13. It's, 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 it's very small. 17 miles by 13? Yes, yes. And in kilometres? Well, <laughs> that's very odd. Um, it will be uh, 20... Six. 25, 26, yes, um, uh, by, f- by 18. Okay. By 18. Well, there are also uh, smaller islands, um, uh, mainly Gozo, which is, which is even smaller, um, uh, and there is Comino, um, where only the, the population is only, uh, is only of two people who lives there, and there are smaller ones, but they're, they're, nobody lives uh, on these smaller islands. So it's uh, an archipelago here, Yes. And of course, you've, you've, you've said about the history, but of course the history is quite it's, remarkable. There's, um, I know there's the oldest temples in the world here. Yes, yes. Um, uh, we have uh, several. There is uh, Gigantia, which is in Gozo, which is our sister island. And there is Hajar-Im, um, uh, which is on the mainland in, in Malta. Uh, they are considered to be the oldest um, uh, buildings um, around at least in Europe. Europe. So can you tell me about farriery in your family? Are you the first in your family to shoe horses? Uh, No. (laughs) I'm the third generation. Um, uh, My grandfather Joseph uh, kicked off uh, the business. Um, uh, He used to work uh, with the British uh, when they were uh, here in Malta. Then my father uh, followed uh, and now um, uh, I'm running. I'm running the ferrier business. So tell me, was it a, a good relationship with the British? 
Um, if that's a leading question, yes, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm very, to be honest, I'm very pro pro British. Um, um, uh, why? Because um, uh, my family always uh, earned their living um, uh, while the British were here, while the British services were stationed here in Malta. Um, uh, my, my my uncles used to play polo. Um, uh, even Prince Charles used to to come here in Malta and play with our with our ponies. Um, uh, one of the best um, trotting drivers here in Malta is my uncle uh, Raymond. Uh, so um, the British connection, because of horses, it's 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 it's, uh, it's very concrete. It's very concrete. Okay, and and so your grandfather was the first to shoe. Yes. But I think also uh, your grandfather developed a livery stables, which was quite big at, at one point in the 60s, and you, I believe. You can say that again, yes. Um, my grandfather kicked start the ferriery, the ferriery um, business, um, but together with his cousin, Victor, um, they started um, the Darmanin riding establishment. Uh, that at one go, um, this is I'm talking about the uh, 1960s and 70s uh, at the riding establishment. We used to have between 60 to 70 horses, ponies, uh, polo horses, uh, horses at liveries, uh, tarabreds, trotters. You mentioned it. We had it. And the family obviously used to shoe their own horses. And yes, um, uh, as I told you, my grandfather was uh, the main the farrier there. Then my my father continued. Then it was uh, part of my duties um, to, to, to keep on uh, the business uh, up and going. Uh, so when did you actually start shoeing Martin? Mm. As soon as I left school, that is uh, 1976. Okay. Um, I was only 15, 16 year old. Uh, and uh, uh, my, my mother used to um, tell us, uh, learn school, learn school, you have to be educated. So I got uh, nine, nine or levels from school. But when I went down to the stables, my father told me, you want to earn money? I said, yes. He told me, put your sleeves up. <laughs> These are your tools. And we started fairly training from there. And, um, but you, didn't, you did gain some education by traveling, didn't you? Uh, yes. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, in Malta, we don't have any uh, fairy reformer training. Um, any Tom, Dick and Harry can buy the tools and, and start showing horses. Um, I wanted something um, more than that. So what I, uh, after I put my hands on uh, fairy, um, I wanted to, to get a, um, a, for, a formal certificate. So um, I studied and um, I, I got graduated at the um, um, Telford Ruler Polytechnic in New Zealand. So how long did you spend in New Zealand? Well, um, uh, for my graduation and, and practice, it was only six weeks, but the whole course took me 13 months. So New Zealand, you went there for a short course, but um, what were your impressions of New Zealand as a country and as, as, as the place that you went and visited? Well, um, the, whole, the whole course took took uh, thirteen months, and then I had to visit uh, the, the the polytechnic. Um, to be honest, I was impressed with their facilities. Um, uh, they are very professional, um, and whatever they do, they do it for a goal. That is, uh, if they have horses and they are competing, um, they try to win. 
Uh, they have, you know, they have sheep. Um, they clip them and they have to sell the wood. It, 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 the college is it's almost self-sufficient. I was really, uh, I was really impressed by that. Is there a variety of, of horses in Malta? I know we're quite close to the racetrack here, and you spoke about the livery. What sort of horses do you have here in Malta? Well, um, most of the horses, and when I say most, I will say 80, 80 to 80 percent. They are uh, trotters. Swedish trotters, French trotters. Um, uh, there are very few uh, thoroughbreds, and uh, there are quite uh, a lot of, of uh, ponies. Um, uh, here there are um, uh, uh, racing traditions that um, uh, most of the villages organize um, uh, road races, and um, most of the competitors would be um, these locally bred ponies. Uh, they go as you please. I mean, it's not trotting, it's uh, galop uh, in the sulky. How on earth do they find a road in this country that doesn't have a car on it? It's the busiest traffic um, I think I've ever seen. Yes, um, uh, when they organise races like this, um, it's a big event, so the roads are closed. Um, it's um, people lining on both sides of the road. And the races um, uh, go in between. The, Sounds the, like great fun. Um, it is, it is. Um, <laughs> it's a thrill. Um, yeah, let me put it, it's a thrill. You have to experience it. So we went past the police horse, uh, where the, the police horse stables, which is in your village. Um, and I know you don't shoe the police horses, but you mentioned earlier that you uh, have a couple of heavy horses that you look after. Yes. Um, yes, um, not unfortunately, uh, I would say unfortunately, because um, I, I, I like big um, Shire horses. Um, uh, uh, unfortunately, we don't have much of them here in Malta. Um, may, not maybe, the, one of the main reasons is the climate. Um, uh, we have eight, nine months of the year here, which are very, very hot. And um, they're seeing the, the, this, this, this breed uh, don't settle in well with, with our weather condition. But yes, I have a, a couple of uh, clients who, who have these, these heavy horses. It's break breaking um, to shoot them, because, um, especially when you find uh, one that links. Um, but through experience, what I, what I have found is um, when you shoot heavy horses, you have to shoot them diagonally. You start the front one, let's say a left one, then you go for a hind right. Um, you give the horse more time um, to settle and relax. Well, I think that's a good tip for everybody, showing a horse that's not easy. Now, EFA, which is the European Federation of Farriers Association, has been going quite a long time now. I was a founder member, so I'm really more than delighted that it's still serving its purpose and still in some ways growing. Uh, you represent Malta in EFA, so tell our listeners something about EFA. I wasn't uh, really happy um, with the ferry condition here in Malta. Um, I always wanted to do uh, something else. That's why I, I, uh, I went abroad to study and got my, my graduation. And then I wanted something more. Um, in Europe, in Europe, as you said, there is the EFA, um, the, Farriers, the Farriers Federation. I wanted Malta to become part of it. I have been involved since uh, 2012. That is a good, a good six years now, um, on a basis of indiv individual representative. Why am I doing this? Because um, for some years I have been trying to convince the local authorities um, uh, to implement some fair regulations in Malta. 
with the help of EFA, and when I have some problem, I always try to communicate with EFA to get their support. I'm trying to sort of give some body, give some enforcement to, 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 to my working, to convince the local authority about this. Because we are one of the very few um, countries in Malta that we don't have any fair year regulations. A few years ago, I used to, to, to say um, fair year in Malta, it's a dying trade. Now, um, this year, uh, 2018, almost gone, um, I would say it, it's almost dead. I mean, it's, it's almost kaput, um, our, our, our trade. Um, uh, we are only very few. Um, even though there are um, a lot of horses here in Malta. We are in the situation now here in Malta that there is only about uh, six of us um, local farriers and we are getting um, farriers from abroad. Fortunately, uh, they are not filtered, they are not vetted to see um, what standard they have. But uh, unfortunately, because there isn't any Maltese local farriers, we have to opt for this for this option. Well, that, that's obviously something that... that I know you would like to address, but you're also um, starting to run courses. I know you, you've helped with the local farriers to stimulate knowledge by doing some lectures, um, but you're also recently designing a course, I, I think, to bring some foreign students in. Yes, yes, Simon. Um, uh, since uh, 2009, uh, I started um, um, uh, an evening, so-called um, uh, um, farrier course. It's 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 uh, for the for for the general public. I mean, grooms, trainers, jockeys. You mentioned it. Um, they attend. Um, even from the mounted police, I, I, I had quite a, a, a large group from the mounted police. Why? Um, because I, I I'm trying to to um, spread um, the basics um, of farriery. Um, not just um, putting the shoe on against the hoof, um, hammer it, and that's done. No, to balance the hoof, you have how much you cut from the hoof, which shoes do you do you use? Um, road nails, road stud, and I go even a little bit further further than that. I go to with the um, how farrier developed. I give the history, the whole history um, of farrier. So. Those interested, um, maybe I can stimulate something in the local, in the local equestrian enthusiast to to start. Oh yes, this is a nice trade. I I would like to train. So I will try. I I'm trying to spread as much knowledge about fairy as much as possible. And I, I saw a, a nice picture of you lecturing to welfare animal welfare yes. officers. So yeah. obviously you're trying to get them to understand okay. that foot care is to do with welfare. Yes. Some, some time ago, yes, um, I, I, I started doing uh, lectures and seminars for the animal welfare officers. Why? Because these are the first people who are um, to encounter mistreated uh, horses. So they should know the basic of, of the hoof. I mean, uh, long, short, um, um, not short, pr properly. Um, so I, I, I give them all the general, general knowledge. Besides that, as, as you mentioned before, the course I, I have um, uh, prepared is being also um, uh, sold, let's put it that way, uh, abroad. And um, with this coming uh, few weeks, um, uh, we have uh, some students from, from the Netherlands, between 20 and 25 students who are attending um, for, for a 15 days uh, course here in Malta.
That's marvellous. And I'm sure in January they'll be delighted to travel from the Netherlands <laughs> down to the warmest part of Europe. Yeah. Um, okay, if we move on a little bit, um, I was wondering that you, you have a small number of farriers and obviously a restricted number of horses. And I was thinking about the economics of getting tools, but uh, we actually drove past a, a farrier supplies. So, um, but can you tell us something about buying tools and horseshoes here in Malta? Okay, Simon, um, my grandfather and father um, were finer farriers uh, than myself. Why? Because they used to make their own tools. Uh, we didn't, they didn't find any, uh, no nippers, no uh, shoe puller. They used to make everything. Fortunately for me, now we are finding them ready-made um, off the shelf. In Malta, um, there is only one very good distributor of, of, of um, uh, good quality tools. Not, the range is not uh, of, a, of a great amount, but um, uh, the basics are there. Um, nowadays, um, buying tools, it seems to be not that much problem, Sam, because I mean, uh, through internet, you Google something, um, you get it within a few days. So for me, it's, it's not that much a problem. So you buy much of your equipment and, and horseshoes online? Um, yes, yes, we do as well. Um, locally, you'll find almost everything. As I told you, there is uh, quite a good shop down uh, next to the racing track. But uh, any others, you can get them through, through, through the net. Good. Uh, now, you, you did explain that, the, uh, that Malta has its own unique language of Maltese and English is the second language. But Maltese, of course, in some ways is a cross between Latin and Arabic, isn't it? Yes. And uh, I've been trying to learn a few words. Not that I'm going to, uh, uh, shall we say, um, injure your ears by, <laughs> by trying any out. But I, I would quite like for you to say to me in Maltese, Martin... Madam, I cannot shoe your horse unless you hold it still. Signora, So that was a that was a good example of a, of a combination because even I recognised Signora as the Italian. Very well done. That's that's great. Thank you, Martin. All right. Now this is the deep philosophical question of the interview. Uh, and so what I'd like to know is, what is the most important thing that you've learned in your life? Ouch. Uh, <laughs> that's a hard one. Okay. But the most important thing, and um, my father used to tell me this as well, never give up. Never give up. Always keep on trying. As, as uh, during, during our talk, uh, I have told you that I have been for quite some years now trying to get the local authorities to, to, to fix this ferry regulations. Sometimes even my family and I don't blame them, say, give up, let it be, let it be. But then I remember in that, never give up. And that's what I'm doing. I'm not going to give up until we have some good ferry regulations in Malta. I think that's excellent advice. I think all farriers need to have a little bit of grit, don't they? We have to face horses we don't want to shoe. It's, we have to do jobs sometimes we don't want to. You can say that again. It's true. It's true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you're a great example of that. Oh, thank you. Uh, sometimes, Simon, it's not only the horse, not only because of the horse. Um, <laughs> the owner. The horse. <laughs> not the horse, the owner. Yeah, um, well, we say that all around the world. Yeah, the the horses owner, are easy. Yeah, but the owner... Oof, the owners are uh, sometimes are much more difficult. <laughs> okay. But uh, it seems that it's not my, my, my problem. It's spread all over the world, is it? 
it's spread all over the world and I'm sure by the, your stage in your career you've managed to filter out, shall we say, the more difficult ones, I um, hope so. Yes. Most of them. I do agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Okay, on a slightly lighter note, um, what do you do, um, how do you spend your leisure time? My, my only remaining hobby, to be honest, because um, everywhere I go I want to see horses. Um, if we go out, I want to ride a horse. If uh, I go to a museum, I try to find a fairy here in museum. So, my 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 only hobby remaining is going abroad. Um, uh, I love to travel. I'm a, I know I'm restricted because of of, of the workload. Um, I'm restricted um, uh, how how time I spend abroad. But uh, that's 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 the only my that's only my real hobby: going abroad, visiting our countries. I have been. From New Zealand uh, through across across Europe um, to Mexico, uh, USA. You mentioned it. Uh, I have been. Well, you're widely travelled, Martin. I'd like to really thank you for taking part in this interview. Uh, we didn't know each other till seven months ago, and you've been a great host to me on my trips here to Malta. And as you know, I will be coming back. Um, but it's lovely to talk to you. Uh, you've given us an insight into Farriery here in Malta, so thank you very much. You're welcome. We'd like to thank Hoofcare Essentials Foundation and their partners for sponsoring this episode. You can find out more information at hoofcareessentials.com. You can follow more of Simon's work on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Simon Curtis. To get in contact, please email thehoofofthehorse at gmail.com. And for everything else, go to drsimoncurtis.com. Thanks for listening.